Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. You guys are bird and Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks. Which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Episode 118 of the Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Joining me each week are Stephen Wojtowicz, Billy Fougere, Nick Larita. You guys are a bunch of fucking pussies. You know that? We we asked you to bet something, and because they uh, lost game no, one, you're gonna let them you're talk not about you fucking like that? Just, wow. You're not going to bet anything. You guys are a bunch of pussies. You know that? Listen, if you're going to make a bet, you got to determine the parameters of the bet before the contest begins. Oh, man. Uh, and you have not, it, it was you did not do that. And wasn't it you who said, oh, it's not a bet that's going to come out. I'll you bet had, you before next week. You had five days to determine the parameters of the bet. You had five days. You did nothing. Oh, man. Giant pussy. You get nothing. No bet. So now they're down down one game to nothing, and they're down two nothing in game two, and you're just going to give up? It's just that easy? You're just giving up on the Panthers? I don't have to worry about it. It's that simple. I don't have to worry about it. You know why this happened, Tom, right? Don't you you know why, why Nick and Steve picked the Panthers? Because... Because their teams lost to Carolina, Carolina, and Carolina was so good, so good. And then somebody went and beat Mighty Carolina, and you know they had to they had to go pick the the, the hot hand, okay, the, the Florida team. But I mean, uh, I, well, listen, I uh, <laughs> we we didn't even get to play Carolina this year, so yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> my team lost to Florida too, sort of. Uh, your team fucked it up from jump. <laughs> my team fucked up the whole Stanley Cup finals. Completely. Listen, like I said up. last week, that long layoff costs Florida. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what you said. I do remember saying that. Well, at, game one was was certainly entertaining, and I and I I think the turning point in that game we can all agree was the the non high stick. Um, by the by the officials and the and the um, review officials in in game one I believe that was the turning point in in that in that game and look we saw it last year I as soon as it went to replay I texted you guys and said listen it's a high stick no question about it but the goal is going to stand and that's sure shit it's exactly what happened but the funny thing in all of that so, uh, who's who's the 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 rules guy, Don Koharski? Oh, Don yeah. Koharski. Is it Koharski? Yeah. He fucking comes on and starts giving you the rules about high sticking in the NHL. Steve, what's your understanding? And and guys, what's all of your understandings of what a high stick is in the NHL? Crossbar. Crossbar. It was, yeah, it was. The, when the what fuck I did, did think. They, <laughs> when did Goharski change the rules and say it's at normal shoulder height? And for who? Zidane that's the Ochoa? reason. That's the if if I remember correctly, somewhere in the nineties they went to crossbar because of the extreme height differences in players. Right. So we they went crossbar to make it a, a universal height. Yeah, and TV on the broadcast was like, oh, that's a great explanation of the rule there, Koharski, blah, 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 blah. When did when did this change? I you'll have to ask Don. Get him on. I don't remember when it changed, but I feel like the reason it changed is just so that they would never have to worry about reversing a call. No. I mean, it is that is such a great that is such a massive gray area 
It's like they, whatever they call, they could just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have uh, evidence that it was above an opponent's normal shoulder height. I mean, come on. I was on this very podcast one year ago today, bitching and moaning about uh, uh, the Gensel's high stick against the Rangers last year in round one. And all I kept hearing about was the crossbar and how the crossbar is, is the level that the stick needs to be under. So this year, all of a sudden it's fucking different. Who knows, man? All year they were. Oh, you're going to do it. No, Nick just fucked it up. I was going to do a little fucking throwback, uh, but, you know, Nick fucked it up. Wow. Just like your, just like the bet. Just like the bet. Sorry, guys. Oh, you, you, got, you guys. <laughs> you guys. Bunch of I mean, uh, Tina just texted me, and she makes a great point. If be, Martin be, Kovic's out on the ice, his louder. shoulders are below the crossbar. Well, yeah. So I mean, does that mean... But who's the ju- is, is it Zdeno Chara or is it Martin St. Louis? Which one is it? it it's it was and, it was and what topical. is a normal what's a normal shoulder height? Is it standing straight up or or, or do we or assume bent that over in bend a hockey stance? Hockey well, game. they made that point. The oh, the reason why it looks high is because Stone was hunched over. Oh, it was just I mean the stone no. the stone goal was a high stick. By any sensible definition, no period. That's, I don't care what the fuck height anything is. I mean, anybody who saw that, it was above his own head where he, where he knocked it down. <laughs> it was comical, ridiculous. So glad we didn't bet because now it's three nothing. <laughs> Damn it! Hey, listen, it's only you two guys are idiots for not determining something to bet before. Yeah, you really. Billy's really talking about holds. He got all down. distracted. You guys yeah. are idiots. First, I'd, I'd I'd be more honorable, and I would you know stick to the bed, even if they named if we if we named uh, a bed. No, because you could fucking I say anything honor. right now. You could I say sure Ruth Chris. It happens to be true. You mm. could say Ruth Chris, but you know, Arthur's. No, it's not happening. Oh, come on. Oh, right. Buffalo Jeez. Wild Wings. Nothing. No. How much for one rib? I'd get you like <laughs> some sort of just put in my hands. When Wendy's, I would bet a Wendy's at this point. What? Pre- it's Lord. gotta go down dramatically after one game loss and down how three I, nothing. First off, how am I collecting on my bet? Who's coming down to buy me? You're fucking, fucking in New Jersey every other week these days. I am not. I am not. I have nothing planned. Were you in New Jersey last week? No. Tom. Maybe I was. Were you in New Jersey two weeks ago? No, three weeks ago. Okay, so every other week. Uh, just so coincidentally, this point. month I had to travel a lot for work. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You'll be up Thank here. You in no your time. apology is accepted. Thanks, Billy. By the way, I you like the beard, up. Billy. You fucking brown noser. <laughs> but I, I can't for the life of me, and and maybe. Maybe can someone can research this, or maybe I should have researched this before I started bitching and moaning about this. Is last year it was crossbar, this year it's shoulder height. If it is shoulder height, that's fine. But the, I don't remember them changing the fucking rule. Even in in the preseason, when you get the oh, let's look at all these these changes that are that are new for the 2022-23 season. I don't recall seeing high sticking fall under shoulder height category it's always been crossbar and for koharski 
the rules official to go on TN, national TV and give us that horseshit line. And then all three announcers commend him for explaining the, the rules. <laughs> then, okay. 1992-93. Eye-sticking redefined to include any use of the stick above waist height. Previous rule stipulated shoulder height. Okay. 1993-94. Well, I didn't know we were high sticking redefined to allows goals scored with a high stick below the height of the crossbar. And that's the last entry in scouting the refs NHL historical rule changes from 1910 to 2023. No mention of shoulder height after 93-94. Wow. Wow. As a Great matter of fact, the, the only other entry for high sticking was in 2019-2020, video review expand to allow refs to review major match penalties and high sticking double minors. Great. Great. Well, it looks like the NHL and the officials have bet on Vegas to win the cup. That is the only explanation. No, that error is bad for the <laughs> podcast, boys. Well, don't right. say stupid shit. That wasn't stupid shit. That's fa- abs- absolutely factual. I want to see bank I, accounts for fucking Wes McCauley's fucking. Oh, you don't think they do it on one. some offshore account? Come on. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily think the fix is in or anything like that. But uh, but uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't have been a goal. That's all. It just shouldn't have been a goal. It's one game. It's just, we've seen every game have bad calls. Don't say it's one yeah. game because yeah, it's then only one game. Nick, it's might as well bet game, something then. Do the bet. Might as well bet. It's only one game, Nick. I'm not the one, Nick. I'm not. I'm not the one that is going. I'll give you an Arby's gift card. I'll mail it to you. (laughs) You want to make the fucking bet? I got. I got Arby's right down the street. Curly fries. You want to make the bet with them? Down one game and down three nothing in game two. I mean, I wasn't planning on on (laughs) negging on my bet here, man. Yeah. You came out swinging. You came out swinging. I ain't doing it. You can't hold me down. I don't know what you're talking about. You ain't got no proof. Show me the receipts. <laughs> uh, all right. So oh, well. good, good for Vegas. That's great. Wonderful. But hopefully by this time next week, we will have a Stanley Cup champion. Um, it's a little spread out, isn't it? Is it? Man, they really want those primetime games on the weekend, don't they? Woo! Holy yeah, lots hell. Of, lots of days off. Yeah. Wow. So after tonight, next game is Thursday and then Saturday and then Tuesday. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So there's that. All right, moving on. Next in the agenda is, uh, wow. Checking we, things off tonight. We are just checking things off. Wow, so, listen, that was a good solid. Let's go. Good solid 15 minutes on one agenda item. So the pen the penguins do hire um um no. Dubas. You gotta Dubas. fucking say no Dubas. You gotta say it's quality. Uh it was it was quality. Uh but not in the GM role, which I think took uh took a lot of people by shock, Bill. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what the I think that's what Dubas was trying to hold out for, obviously, was uh to be to be the guy to not have to answer to a like Shanahan or, or or anybody in a in a president role. He he wanted that full control and and he's got it. And so now he is the president 
and the interim GM. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure what his timeline is for for uh, hiring a GM, but um, yeah, he's done a solid job hiring good hockey people uh, in his during his tenure in in Toronto. Um, so you know, I I guess we're going to put our trust in this guy and and see what happens. But yeah, um, I think that's I think that's what Pittsburgh probably had to do to land him because I obviously there's a mess. There's a mess there. Um, he's not stepping into a situation where, you know, a couple of tweaks are going to put them over the top. Uh, so um, probably had to give up something to, to get a good guy uh, in the present role. Yes, Tom. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was, I was waving at, at Ben behind, behind Nick. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to put you on, can I put you on the spot? Can I put you on the spot? Ooh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Can I, can I do it? No. All right. Yes. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Dubas calls up Bill Fougere. Bill? You're the next GM of the of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Congratulations. Come to Pittsburgh. We'll have a press conference with you tomorrow. What's your first course of action as He's GM gonna go get Penguins? that fucking sandwich the, with the French fries on it. What is your first move? <laughs> From Anti Brothers. GM of yeah, that's, where, that's where he's going. <laughs> no, non-food related. Um, non-food related. <laughs> I was just yeah. Um gosh, uh seeing if if I was running the team, it would be your GM. Your GM. It, Your it first move if is I could, what? I'm trying to unload Malkin's contract. I'm trying to unload Latang's contract. I'm trying. Whoa. I'm trying to see what I can get mm. to start getting some draft capital and quick. And I and and yeah, I don't know what that's worth at this point. They got a lot of years left on those contracts. I don't necessarily know they're tradable. But I'm trying to look for any way to to get some draft capital, even if it means blowing up, even if it means like trading a guy that does have some value, still like a like a Jake Gensel or something Gensel? like that. I mean, I'm starting to move people. I'm starting to move people and, and build draft capital and trying to reload. Wow. Malkin or Latang. Ooh, making a name okay. for yourself right from and I don't think I don't think the GM that reports to Dubas is going to have the power to do that necessarily based <laughs> on what Dubas has actually said since he was hired that the, he's huh. betting on those guys. But uh, we all what know what, what Dubas says in a press conference. <laughs> And what he really thinks are, are two different things. So, very well could be. I sort of hope so. Yeah, but he said, uh, yeah, he said he's he's betting on those guys. And you know, to be fair, like I, I'm not to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Um, I, I think that those guys, maybe Malkin, maybe not Malkin, but like Latang and Crosby and and some of these core guys can be the core group of a playoff team. Possibly, I I. I do think they're still good enough, but the but the pieces and the parts that they need around them are substantially higher quality than than what they've got right now. And I don't see the path to rebuilding the third and fourth lines and making them some level of a of an elite playoff team uh, with what they have, which is absolutely nothing. Their their system is completely dry. They don't really have a hell of a lot of cap space and rebuild it that way. Um, yeah, so I, I don't see a, a way. I don't see a way out of this immediately for Dubas, even though he's talking about trying to reload with this current group. Yeah, they got they got their first round picks for the next three years, so he can't wait to trade those away for some more aging guys. Um, <laughs> you know, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is actually a really interesting situation if you look at their their cap structure. I mean, most of the guys are all UFAs. That forwards, even the defensemen, everyone really of of real notice. They all, they all could be gone. I mean, he could just completely remake this roster, but 
as he said in the press conference, it sounds like he's going to try and get these guys another little run here. I mean, you know, Crosby's 35, Malcolm 36, Matang's 36. I mean, yeah. this is not like this is a very limited window, or you blow it up. Like, there's no in between. Yeah, I feel so, like the windows. I feel like the windows shut, honestly. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I it would be it would take some kind of uh, gymnastics, some kind of impressive gymnastics right. to to figure out how to how to reload this team with third with an entire third fourth line and probably a third line defense, uh, which does not exist out of the eight defensemen that they already have. Um, you're lucky that that doesn't cost a lot of money to do though. Your fourth <laughs> yeah, lines and your and yeah. your fifth and sixth defensemen don't cost a whole hell of a lot of money. If if you really if I mean if you're really really good at, at figuring out where the bargains are, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to be really good though. And hopefully he is. Who knows? But it's well, time over. time will certainly tell on that one. So uh, around the NHL, Gary Bettman had his uh, State of the Union type of press conference around the Stanley Cup final. Um, And there was a a couple of interesting things there. Six billion dollars in hockey revenue uh, this past year, which is obviously a record for the NHL. Um, But it's still not enough to to offset the um, the escrow or what's owed. Um, so that means we will only see a $1 million increase in salary cap structures for the next year where some of us like Bill and myself, we're kind of hoping for that three to $4 million bump this year. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, even though there, as, as get Gary Bettman said, there's still beans to count. Um, I'm not very shocked by this at all. Um, I, I I don't think any of you are were, were shocked by that at all either. No, not, I mean, it, it seems like this will go on for the next decade where they just go, yeah, it's just not enough money uh, to yeah. uh, you know enough profits to really take care of all the escrow. Um, you know, we're just gonna slowly milk this until it's only like five cents left in escrow, and we'll just have to like make up some other bullshit reason. Um, I'm really interested to see what that like actually looks like. Are they, cause it seems like they just keep like milking, like, Hey, you know, eh, we might get this year. Ah, no, we didn't get there again. Oh, we didn't get there again. And it feels like they're just making tons of money off of this. I mean, this is the way I, I'm not looking at it. Well, they are, but you have to remember, they also, the teams in, in 20 and 21 lost yeah so much fucking money so for yeah, them this is kind of like a like paying back and and gotta think they break out even maybe a little bit on the plus side so when we, talked about, the plus side. when we talked about this previously the hope was that the nhl would get to 6.1 billion in revenue and that would help raise the cap next year by more than just that one million dollars and i guess since they didn't hit that 6.1 number, that's what prevented it from going up even more. Yeah, and his exact words were approaching $6 billion. So I don't think right. they're actually so maybe they didn't at even that get six number six. as of yet. Yeah. And then it was the debate of, will, will the players uh, allow more money to go into escrow? And they, they definitely don't want that. So that's, I think, again, another reason why it didn't go up even higher. Uh, a little bit about a f- expansion. Uh, although expansion is at the top of the priority list, he says there are interests from different parties, uh, Atlanta, Houston, more likely, 
But, you know, uh, 32 Thoughts <coughs> had um, had the guy from from Utah, Ryan Smith, on on their show this past week. And if you didn't hear it, if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to that guy is it, they're 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 itching. They're itching for for hockey in in Utah. And uh, I thought it was a it was a great uh, it was a great interview by, by those guys. Utah is so one, one of those these... spots. So lacrosse is getting huge in Utah as well. And usually with one goes the other in one way or another, either it's hockey and then lacrosse or lacrosse and then hockey. Well, it's not only that, it's, it's the programs for the kids in the schools that they're just, you know, just running with basketball right now. And they want to expand that to, to hockey and, and yeah. make it, make it a part of everybody. And he's talking about with the jazz next year, they're, they're going to have to, you know, uh, kind of get away from traditional uh, cable TV rights and make basketball available in everybody's home, even with rabbit ears which I thought was a, a very mm. interesting statement. They're going to have to mm. kind of figure out a way to, to make up some of that, some of that money, but um, making it available in everyone's home, whether they have cable or not is, is a huge thing because if it's on TV, you're going to watch it. Did he say they were one of those Bally sports channels? Is that's why? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I don't recall. I don't recall if they were a Bally sports team or not, Bill, you wanted to say something before. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, that's fine. Um, I, I was just wanted to get your, your guys thoughts, like you're, you're Utah or you're Atlanta or you're Houston and you want an NHL team. Um, would you want to see you, would you want your city to get the coyotes or something, something like that to move in? Or would you rather hold out for an NHL expansion team and start it from scratch? Your, Cause NHL expansion, expansion teams seem like expansion. Yeah. hundred percent. They get competitive advantage. really quick. Yeah. Crazy. Well, and and Bettman went in his his press conference to state that, you know, they're the Coyotes are are, you know, are going to stay in Arizona in some way, shape, or are. form at least for the next couple of years, and they're looking at options in the Phoenix area. So, we'll see what comes to that. A couple of outdoor games announced. Um, all of our teams. Oh, sorry, Bill. Not sorry, Bill. <laughs> Not all of our well, teams. Well, we had a home game with last year. Uh, Heritage Classic. October 29th, Flames and Oilers at Commonwealth Stadium. The Winter Classic, January 1st, 2024, will be Vegas at Seattle at T-Mobile Park, the home of the Seattle Mariners. And then we get two stadium series games, both at MetLife Stadium, the weekend of February 17th and 18th. The 17th will feature the Devils and the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. And the 18th will feature an outdoor Ranger Devil game. Ranger Islander. Ranger Islander. Ranger Islander. Ranger sorry. Ranger Islander. Islander my, my apologies. I was, my <laughs> eyes got crossed a little bit. Sorry about that. Next February week. in New Jersey. Will I be going? That's the question. Should be balmy. Well, I, 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 because you went last time and they lost, you're, you're not going to go this time? I don't know. Is that your mentality? Or is it just going to be way too fucking cold? It can't be any colder than it was oh. at Yankee Stadium. It actually wasn't that bad. It, was it wasn't freezing. that bad. I, I remember because it was the day game. Now, Nick probably right. has a completely like a different game. Yeah. yeah. And well, people said it was, I don't know. I don't remember. We saw next people that went to the, the game the day before. And they said it was really because if I remember, correctly, it was really cold that day, too. It wasn't like much better. But I mean, it was fucking cold. I, I bought the two, you know, $10 hot chocolates just because. 
I wanted something warmer to drink. It was lukewarm because it was so fucking cold. By the way, those I still have those cups. Those cups are great. There is a chance I will be there. We we will see. Well, it it'll be nice to have a reporter live on location. Yeah. So did I write that off? Devil, sure. Yeah. Devils, I'm assuming, will be home team for the 17th, and the Islanders will be the home team for the 18th. I believe so. What is kind of funny too? It's it's the New Jersey Sports and Exposition Authority getting back in the in the hockey game as well. You know, they haven't been a part of the Devils since they left the Meadowland. Your thoughts on the uh, Stadium Series jerseys last time? I thought the Rangers ones were just okay. Yeah, I mean the Islanders that, ones was, was was basically their home jersey, right? Yeah, it's a just different version of the NY. I, I hate that that logo. It's so lame, so lazy. They had the NY logo. Didn't they have that? Oh America? yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Shit, I was I was thinking just the old basic Islander logo, like the like the one on your T-shirt. I no, am, I am fully prepared for disappointment. No, it was it was it was <laughs> the shittier are. version. It was because, the shittier version of it. Because the stadium series jerseys are always the ones that they go over the top with, right? The huge ass numbers. And I'm talking right. since I'm right. talking since Yankee Stadium. Right? Think of the the Colorado Avalanche jerseys from a couple of years ago. I mean, the numbers were twice as big as they normally are. Yeah. And it's it's they usually try and go some sort of monochrome. You know, shorts match the socks, match the jersey look. So I, I'm fully preparing for disappointment. You're gonna get red and green again. You're going back to Christmas colors. I, I hope one? not. I hope not. Yeah. It it seems like so that here's, you're destined for that. Here's my yeah. hot take for all designers out there. Ooh, hot take, hot take. Ready? Retro designs of anything is just fucking lazy. Hmm. Oof. Oh, oh. I know listen, it's popular. No, listen, you've you've pissed off just about every design person out there now. Who so knows why it's popular? But retro jersey designs is just fucking lazy. Would you go something like just something out there, like totally different? Because a one time only. I I would like to see like a a better version of all black. Like that that look, that black jersey look but but better than the jersey jersey but if it was like all black and then just red lettering like and a neon said jersey sign. and just the nj with no <laughs> circle no background on no. it it just says new <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking funny you know what maybe the marketing department is gonna tweet that out as a sneak peek tomorrow maybe we'll see you should tweet it to the, the, the devils. They'll fucking use it. It might come out from the friends and rivals account tomorrow. Here's a, a quick sneak peek of the of the jersey. Oh man, I can't wait, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if, there, if the Rangers can really do anything other than you know what they they really have done in the past. Liberty jersey. Um, I mean, maybe. I I I, I don't I don't know. What if they Back went the... red instead of blue? Well, they'd have to wear white because of the road team. Unless the Islanders unless the Islanders do something white. I don't, I don't what know. if the Isles did like all orange, like Ooh. the fishermen. 
just total orange. That, that might be that might be, be pretty cool. That would be banging. That would be, cool. that might be then, pretty cool. Like the duck. Then, Didn't the ducks have like an all orange? Lamorello is not going to allow. Oh, that yeah, no. and then probably not. The Rangers <laughs> could do something like pinstripes or some crazy shit like white like contrast if, listen if they didn't do pinstripe at yankee stadium they're not going to do it no nah, yeah stadium. they're not going to well it totally makes sense yeah. then because you know why wouldn't you do it there yeah have they ever brought back the uh the rangers have they ever brought back like you remember in the 70s they they would actually hmm. had the that the logo the, the yeah, crest, logo. right well, they it did the crest horrible, the, when they played philadelphia in the winter classic Oh, okay. They did the crest. They yeah, uh, just, a modified version of that it. was a nice one. I love I that. that one. I have my Lundquist upstairs. I love it. Yeah, I like that one. It was a good one. You could do um, you could do like an outline of like the city, like the like a uh, the skyline, what's it called? skyline or something, in like red and blue, and it's like a white jersey or something like that. I don't know, something hmm. out there. You just it doesn't matter. It's just like you already have the League of Liberty. You got the Rangers in every fucking direction and, you know, cross. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah, think Jersey sales York, for this one are going to be a problem. No, New York yeah. Times, <laughs> New York Times crossword puzzle and says like New York ooh, Rangers. Ooh. And then, you know, oh, don't say ooh to that. That was horrible. <laughs> that was <laughs> horrible. No, don't that's genius. <laughs> oh, it's not. Good Lord. Uh, I, all, all I want to see, though, is the flyers and pants. In roller hockey pants. That's what I want to see. They got to do that. They got to bring that back. Ugh. Stupid fucking. Force. More things around the <laughs> NHL. Uh, news around the uh, New Jersey Devils. Yeah, uh, let's, Stevenson, let's talk. His rights could be on the move, eh? I, I tell you what. I mean, it's a no-brainer at this point. Why not? You know, you're not going to resign him. You're you're not. You're you, you've tried. And he's not going to give you a hometown discount. So why not trade him to anybody willing to? It's just who's going to offer the best package at this point. You know, you get a couple picks. Um, I don't know what it's worth. I don't, you know, you're not, you're not getting, I don't think you're getting a first. You're probably not getting a second, right? If, if you have a deal in place, you probably could. If, if the devils allow for negotiation. For negotiation, before, you get a second. Yeah. I mean, it's only, what? You're talking a month in not even not even a month earlier. Is he restricted or is he unrestricted? No, he's he's a UFA. He's a UFA. Yeah, oh. which is yeah. why yeah. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you trade away a pick for something you can do in in four weeks? Just because just to make you sure think... you get the guy and he doesn't go somewhere else. That's why. Yeah, and they can always trade him just to another team before somebody overpays less. for him. That's why yeah. they're going to do it. That's that's a good point, Tom, because they could try to make a deal that isn't insane because he's some open market and everyone's trying to go for it. Why wouldn't you want at that point, if you're the player, why wouldn't you go? Well, no, I'm four weeks away. Why not? I'm the I'm I'm one of the most highly sought after free agents in this class. Why would I give that up? Because well, you're fucking yeah. agents in your ear saying you're going to get this much money on the open market. And if we get this, which is our target number, we should take it basically from yep. anybody. Yep. Yeah, they don't but when you get to the open market work. and now you got you know, now some team is bidding on you and another team comes in and that agent starts to work it right you might get overpaid this is where your agent is actually worth the money it <laughs> yeah. just depends on the market for you based on what the teams that have the money need because if, if the if they're waiting on a big name that's not in your position and they go for that guy 
And then there's the domino effect where people are like, okay, I can't get, we have to I go down for somebody else. This defenseman, so I right. gotta. And that's happened before where guys just kind of get shut out and like, oh shit, I could have made more money, but you know, it was I wasn't the the primary target, and now those teams that have the money can't throw as much at me. So it could happen. That's it. Just depends on what they're looking for. If they get what they want early, they'll they'll go for it. I just I, I I understand the logic. I just don't see the player again this close to UFA status. Why would he give that up? Uh, Cole Caulfield gets a uh, a nice payday from the Montreal Canadiens today. Uh, what do you get? Eight over seven seven point five over eight. Yeah. Seven five or seven six five. Yeah, somewhere like around that. there. You weren't uh, you weren't very happy with this. No, I think it's an overpay. You know, I, you know, unlike with Hughes, that the deal down the line is going to be the best deal in the NHL. I don't think the Caulfield is is going to age as well. I mean, he's never had more than I think twenty six goals. He's always had more goals than assists, so he's not going to rack up a huge number of points. It just seems like an overpay for the production. I equated this to the Jack Hughes deal because I think, you know, just under a point a game, he he did have uh, some injury bugs this year. Um, But I I do think Montreal is going to pay him for the player that they're going to get. And projections out there, especially on Twitter today, everybody was talking about it. 35 to 50, potentially a 50 goal score, this guy in, in throughout it. And they got him locked up through his, his twenties, through his prime years, $7.5 million in three to four years. It's probably going to be a good deal for this guy. But you're talking him doubling his career, his, his best year, whether it's you, injury you talk the or not. Same thing, you talk the same thing about Jack Hughes. I, I get it. He's Jack not Hughes Jack Hughes. Makes, no, He's no, no, not no. the superstar Jack Hughes is. Jack Hughes I get makes that. the players around him better. And you don't think Cole Caulfield? Cole does? Caulfield is made better by the players around him. Mm, I don't know. He's don't not know. a I, playmaker. He's a scorer. He's not I, a playmaker. I honestly think this this is more like Jack Hughes than than you want to believe it is. No. Time will tell. You're you're exactly right. And trust me, next year we'll be all about Cole Caulfield, yes. and we'll keep a close eye on. Because him. I know you're fucking. Elephant brain will remember this conversation. <laughs> well, Montreal, God, wish... well, Montreal sets him up, uh, puts him on the line with Alexei Lafreniere. Then that Lafreniere's <laughs> going to set him up right and left. There you go. They're going to be a dynamic duo. I feel like Maybe. It's, it's easier to find a guy as a setup guy more than it is to find the goal scorer. And he's 22. He scored 26 and 46 last year. Montreal fans love him from everything I've read. Seemingly, they're happy with it because they're going to get him. There's no bridge deal. They don't have to worry that in like in two, three years. So they have to pay him like, you know, 12, 10, 12 million a year. Probably like, let's say it, it, it probably would be 12 million a year if the cap goes up by then in like two, three years and the bridge deal would be up. So you're paying a discount and you get him for his entire window, right? Of being to almost to about 30, right? Yep. You're not paying him in his 30s with all that money. So they could. Yeah, they could probably jettison him too at that at that rate and deal if it's if he's a decent player and doesn't have like 
the uh, you know Jeff Skinner syndrome happen to him, and all of a sudden forget how to play hockey and score goals. But I don't know. I think it's a pretty good move. They, they were locking up their him and Suzuki, and they like those guys, and you know they keep building around them. The the kid they drafted, the Slavowski. What the fuck is that guy's name? Yuri? Slavkovsky, yeah. Slavkovsky. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would My take Clayton Keller good job, over Nick. over <laughs> Caulfield any day. What's that? I would take Clayton Keller over Caulfield any day. Okay, but Clayton he doesn't he play in Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> Roughly the same Montreal's price. Montreal's not going to pay him. Roughly like, the same price. And 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 Keller is way better at at producing. Yeah, but I don't know. Montreal wasn't a very good team last year. They were terrible. So we'll we'll see what what he is on a on a team that's going. And plus, the last three years of his contract, he has a modified no trade clause, so he, he doesn't have a no movement clause throughout. So that's that's certainly a good thing. And I think that that contract could be traded. Oh, well, any contract in the NHL mm-hmm. is tradable as long as there's the Arizona Coyotes. Okay, it's time to get to our our top five list. All right, let's go. Make it quick. No, no, you didn't leave enough time to insert Billy's song in, oh. in between. God damn it. <laughs> The top five again. I just can't wait to do the top five again. The life I love is making top fives with my friends. And I can't wait to do the top five again. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. Thank you. All right. This week was um top five players that didn't top play five, on your team. Well, no, go. no. Top five NHL players. Oh, you got to be very specific. <laughs> yes, got to be on specific. The podcast. I forgot. I have never Fuck, played I on cross your off team. George Brett. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to cross off Michael Jordan. God damn it. <laughs> so, all right, let's go in in uh, descending order. Start with number five. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, my dad used to. Um, gets uh, tickets to sporting events when through his job when I was a young kid we had went to the Yankees we went to the Nets we went to the and we went to the Devils um, and going to Devil games one of my favorite players on the Devils was Randy McKay um, and I actually got a, a a jersey of Randy McKay in my in my later years so uh, Randy McKay is number five on my list that's a good one nice. I will I will go next only because it just seems fitting that my number five is a ranger. No shit. Oh. Um, and he is the the guy I started watching first. Uh, his name comes out of my mouth. You know, I say his name a lot, especially during the uh, during the quiz segment and during the uh, impression segment. It's James Patrick of the New York Rangers. Um, as a as a as a defenseman. I felt like my favorite player would have to be a defenseman. The guys who were trying to get me to follow hockey at the time were Rangers fans, so I adopted James Patrick as my favorite player. Very good. Very good. Fittingly, my fifth is not on either of your fucking teams. So <laughs> so you go. So you go next. I'll go next. Why not? I have Mr. Peter, not Philip Forsberg, as my number five. Um, just because watching him when he was uh, healthy was one of the most dominant players to watch play a game. He was just a monster. And uh, it felt like he came out of nowhere. 
um, even though he really didn't. But, you know, he wasn't even part of he was part of the, the Lindros trade, but he wasn't really like he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the like main target. But in the end, you look at that trade and you're like, Jesus Christ, what were they doing? And, you know, yeah. they traded, you they know, gave Colorado the dynasty, you mean a dynasty effectively <laughs> Quebec would then turn into Colorado. But yeah. Um, but watching Forsberg, man, that guy was just so strong on the puck and just unbelievable. Played in that that time of the of the game where it was like, you know, dead puck era, just you know, trapping everything, and it wasn't always fun to watch. Man, he made it fun. He just made it. You watch him and be like, Jesus, he's fucking good. Guys drooped all over him. He just, you know, monster legs, just pushing through and everything. He, I don't know. I loved watching that guy. It was just awesome. Not to mention, there's a amazing movie play he made uh or what's a uh amazing uh, uh shootout movie right that postage stamp goal that was the olympics that wasn't juniors. olympics that was the olympics, olympics? yeah was, yeah the forsberg is is you know it's an etched into you know hockey lore now and it's yeah. kind of sets the tone for years later with these guys doing all these crazy fucking moves but man that was you watch that happen in olympics you're like jesus christ what did that guy just do he's kind of like didn't think that was like something you could even do. So anyway, okay. I remember, that's my number five. Okay. So I, I I'm gonna go with my honorable mention first because I had a list of I had a list of six. Oh, no, you do that. Be, no, you do that before number one, Bill. Do that before right. number one. All right. Yeah, yeah. My number five, uh, and I wonder if anybody else is gonna have somebody from this team because fuck the Flyers. Fuck but the this Flyers. Is, this is an opportunity to name players that we that we really like playing. You know that we really enjoyed and and. And a few of them are on teams that I fucking hated, and this is the only place I could really admit. Uh, John Leclerc, one of my uh, mm, one of my top. He's a top a five one. guy for me. Just uh, hard nose, played in the dirty parts of the ice. Uh, just that, just that physical presence in front of the net, and physical, and a flyer, but not a dirty player, yeah. uh, which is no. unbelievable, almost unbelievable. Um, so uh, yeah, John Leclerc, I. I when I had when I wanted to get a Leclerc jersey, I could not get a Flyer jersey. I got him on a Team USA jersey. Uh, well, you could have got him on a Montreal jersey. Could, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Could it be because sure. he wasn't drafted by the Flyers that he wasn't that dirty player? That's very possible. Yeah, if he was dirty, they would have drafted. Yeah, I mean, I, and and I only kept keep talking about the Flyers because you know being on the Legion of Doom line and all that stuff. I feel like is Ugh. the most well known part of his career. Ugh. And the guy yep. hates Ugh. Canadian lines. He, he had that fucking curve on his blade, man. You roofed that fucking puck. But again, fuck the Flyers. Fuck, fuck. the Flyers. Uh, my my number four um, would have been another player, but he was eventually a Ranger. Um, you know, my my number one and fives are are players that I I don't you know don't fit the bill for players who would be a Ranger. Three to four, three, and two certainly do fit the mold of aging players that actually huh. I'm shocked that were never Rangers. Um, and number f- my number four is Alexander Mogilny. He was such a dynamic player uh for Buffalo and Vancouver, even New Jersey in his later years. Um, that man, he he just brought you out of your seat and uh he was uh just just a lot of fun to watch for me. Speaking of players that brought you out of your seat. My number four is Pavel Burry. Mm. That, that would have been my number four. when he had the fucking puck, your eyes were glued. If you could keep, if your eyes could keep up with him, you were watching him. He would have been my number one 
That's Actually, what I figured. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I definitely figured. He made the mistake of playing for the Rangers uh, for that short he time. He didn't have any <laughs> knees left. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. And that it was just Tom bone rubbing against each list. other. Yeah. My number four is another Russian, Sergei Fedorov. Just was, I have a feeling like we're going to hear that name again tonight. That might happen. That guy was unbelievable all-around player which I just – I always loved that type of player, just that could do everything. Just for, He was Forsberg down. before Forsberg, really, right? He was. Same, he was. you know, just a he little was. faster, maybe a little less physical, but – Yeah, and he was, you know, obviously on that 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 team, and the Red Wings team that was just stacked. And, yeah. but man, he was he was so good, and I just loved watching him. We used to – you know, it was like that guy, like when we were playing hockey in the street like, as kids, and, you know, we would play that, like pretend we were different players, and then – and we go play NHL, like I think the first version of, of NHL EA. I think it was like NHL PA on like Sega Genesis. And we just, and someone got to pick the, the, the Red Wings and it was like, come on, it's not fair. You can't get Fedorov and Geiserman and Geiserbird and. Stupid! You're so stupid! Because Konstantinov, it was like unfair, you know? And that was like, so we always had, we always had that. And it was, it was fun to, it was a fun. Not, uh, it, it, he's he's so. not Jewish. It's not Geiserberg. Isabert. Didn't that guy cook meth? <laughs> um, my number four out of the University of Maine, Paul Korea. Um, yeah, when he when he came into the league, like when he was playing in the mid-90s, I was in college, and that was just like the perfect time, like late at night, ESPN two, West Coast games, Paul Korea's on. I'm fucking watching every time. That was so much fun to watch him play. My number three uh was Brett Hall. It just took that one that one timer, man. Just man, he was just an incredible hockey player. Even in the, you know, I I think what put him over the top for me was the the World Cup goals and uh, and and playing on that on that powerhouse team in '96. Uh, really gave made me appreciate Brett Hull a lot more, and and really opened my eyes to who he was as a player. And he's just he was just a fun player to watch. My number three is the aforementioned Sergey Fedorov for all the reasons Nick said. All right. Better off again. All right. My number three is first goalie on the list, I think. Uh, the Dominator. Dominic oh, Hashik. Um, might be the only goaltender. Might be the only goalie. Um, honestly, like, I, I was having a hard time with this one because I've been watching him all the time, and he would just make just the stupidest saves. Always out of position and flailing and doing crazy shit. And he just made fucking saves. And it just – it was like, how is this guy – so quick to get back into position and make saves. It was just so exciting to watch steal games out of nowhere. They should have no business to do so. Um, and man, I just loved watching that guy play so many highlights of him. It was just, all, all the while yeah. not wearing the traditional goalie mask. No, the stupid cage. Yeah, you know? cage yeah. Little guy like flip flopping everywhere. Like the it didn't make flop. sense. Nothing about him makes sense. If you watch, go back and watch him play, you're like, how the fuck did he make any of these? Scenes? He was like, he was also like the first goalie that would drop his stick and use his hand on his blocker hand <laughs> to pick the puck up. Right. <laughs> it's a weird shit, man. Weird. That's just weird. Yeah. My uh, number three um, kind of goes hand in hand with Tom's number three. Uh, my number three is uh, the guy who has kept on setting him up, Adam Oates. Um, Ooh, always, you know, like we were talking about him before, as a coach. one of those playmaker guys, one of those guys that makes the players around him better. Um, yeah, loved watching him, loved watching him work. Adam Oates, 
Uh, my number two was almost a ranger. Uh, in uh, 1998, the Rangers signed him to an offer sheet. I think the mm-hmm. only offer sheet they have ever had uh, in the history of their club, uh, but the Colorado Avalanche matched it. And my number two is Joe Sackick. He would have completely changed the Rangers' history, yeah. but he didn't. He kept making that Colorado. Fucking history. movie, Air Force mm-hmm. One. Huh? Huh? Colorado matched his offer because they made a lot of money producing Air Force One. Is that, that right? That and yeah, yeah. You didn't know that story? No. That enabled no. the avalanche. Well, I, I don't remember that story. The movie Air Force One was a big enough success that like their ownership was tied into the production company, or, or it was a big enough hit that they made enough money off of it that they could wow. resign Joe Sackick. Look, look Fucking it up. Fucking Harrison Ford. God damn it. Yeah, I know. Good <laughs> all of you. Damn. Get off my team. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Billy yeah. laughed. Yeah. Billy laughed. That's what matters. <laughs> my laughs. number two, speaking of greatness, is the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Because he's got to be on the list. Because he was that good. Even for your Mickey Mouse organization? Even, oh. even, even that comment. <laughs> even that comment, you know. They so were. I mean, that, that's usually an Islander joke, but yeah, I guess. But no, he's, he's definitely uh, worth the price of admission. Well, my number two is still playing hockey right now. And uh, one of the probably going to end up as the most dynamic scorer of all time. Jack Hughes. Alex, Alexander Ovechkin. Oh. Just, Hulk. you know. <laughs> good, good try there, Steven. You could have went with Luke who used. I might have been like, just taking right, a guess. You're fucking I was right. just taking a guess. Right, buddy. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, you go back and watch his overtime after, you know, you go back and watch his highlights, man. You just watch those goals and you're just like, this guy, unbelievable. It's like a truck. He may end up with the most hits of all time if he continues playing for enough years, but probably not. He'll probably end up in the top three. Well, Matt Martin's got to retire, right? I hope so. <laughs> fucking hope so i mean you know one guy's got almost 900 goals the other one's got you know <laughs> almost nine <laughs> 90 maybe i don't know maybe my words got it's not it's not it's not that good but yeah <laughs> so yeah ovechkin man go back and watch just if you forget how good he is just go watch us some highlights go watch that fucking one he scores on his back i mean so many fucking things and he's still scoring he's gonna score another 40 for two more years and break the record and go down as the best goal scorer ever. So Matt Martin, 898 games, 77 goals. Oh, wow. close to 90. Getting okay. there. All right. My number two is the same as Tom's number two, Joe Sackick. Yeah. Uh, the last great Nordique. Love Joe Sackick. Before we get to my number one, I think we've got to do some honorable mentions. Uh, it should be quick. The list is only 60 names. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Nicholas Lidstrom, Jeremy Roenick, Sergey Fedorov, Sergey Gonchar, Tim Mussolini, and Paul Korea. Those guys are quality hockey players. But my number one, like Nick's, is still kind of playing. Um, he is an unrestricted free agent as of uh, July 1st. And who knows, maybe he will be a Ranger one day. But right now, he hasn't. And uh, my number one is Jonathan Taves. 
And he is just, to me, he was the reincarnation of Mark Messier and just, just a, a pain in the ass player to play against and, uh, and a leader. And uh, hopefully one day he'll, I mean, he's, he's the right age to be a, to be a Ranger. So it seems, seems to be about right. A Mark Messier award winner. Yes, he was. I think he was the first. Yeah, that's what I thought. Award winner. Uh, my honorable mentions are are Sid and Ovi. Um, just because they really resurrected hockey. That that rivalry coming out of the the lockouts, they really resurrected the game, and and both yeah. played the game the right way. As much as we make fun of Sid. He is a little crybaby, but little bitch. he does everything <laughs> on the ice. He does everything. on. The ice. So uh, they're my honorable mentions, uh, which brings me to my number one, uh, Adam Graves. Adam Graves is a fucking crybaby. Adam what do you Graves? think of that? Adam Graves. Actually, I like Adam Graves. I, was, I wish Body you had always, named you know, a shitty player. That I, that just always the type of player I would have wanted on my team. Um, stood in front of the net, got destroyed, you know, hands, soft hands and, and hard fists. So, uh, Adam Gray is my number one. All right. I said, no, honorable mentions, but I did think of some, some good ones while we were talking earlier. Um, I did a Sackick as in my top five and dropped him out. So I guess he's probably Sackick, so Sackick Berg. Sackick was just, I had a, I had a, he's actually the only, hockey, the only hockey like picture I had in my wall growing up. Um, just because he had this like really cool um, one they had with him, like I had, like, a, I had Alyssa Milano. Mm. Well, anyone cool. else? I like yours. I definitely like that, yours but... for sure. No, I had not, a, my, not on my wall, not my wall, Steve, not yeah. my wall. Stealing, yeah. probably. Um, and the other the other guys actually all go together um, because I watched a lot of Devils games and I really really enjoyed watching these guys play. But the A line, ooh. Hughes, Cora, Hatchkeliash, Jason Arnett. I loved watching them play, man. That was a fun little time watching those guys play. But I mean, I was like, I always liked watching Cora and Eliash. They were just, especially Eliash. He was one of my favorite players to watch when. But I you think about watching. Peter Sikora, though. He's the he was the type mm-hmm. of guy. No matter what team you put him on, no matter where you put him, yeah. he just scored goals. He just yeah. scored goals. Yeah. yeah, he was fun to watch, man. He was a good player. Always underrated in the. Uh, Vasilevsky range for sure. Um, wow. My number one, my number one is easily my favorite player to watch. Um, and uh, he only played for one team, and that's Pavel Datsuk. That's just the magic man. Just honestly, I, I watched that guy play his highlights. I don't understand how he could do the things he could do on the rink. And then the crazy thing to me is that he became one of the most all around players best players defensively took had a million takeaways just was unbelievable he just became like went from like this guy they were like all right he's really good offensively and you know he may not be in the league very long because he can't play defense and then just absolutely changed that whole narrative and became one of the most complete players in the game for a few years man i was i love watching that guy he was just something else every time he touched the puck just made something happen it's very much like kucherov but he played unbelievable defense and was you know not a douchebag so all the good things from fucking great 
my uh so i had one honorable mention um who i Only hated one? to leave off of my list yeah just one because i made it i made it i was trying to make a top five and i made a top six i'm like shit why why do i have to have one of these guys come off this list um but both of my guys are guys that nobody else mentioned which surprises me from in the era that we're from uh my honorable mention played with a shit ton of the guys that you all named uh stevie wonder uh captain of the detroit red yes yep, yep. Um, yeah, stevie y baby another guy just made all the players around him so much better uh, my number one favorite player uh, from another team that I fucking hate mostly um, was uh, defenseman Raymond Bork. Yeah. Uh, played forever for the Boston Bruins and, and finally won a cup of Colorado. Uh, yeah. Loved him as a player. I could have guessed that. Yeah. Big time. Yep. I thought about both those guys, mostly Stevie Y. I was like, I have too many fucking Red Wings on my list. <laughs> I got a- Nick, and Nick's got a theme, just 200 foot players. Nick is all yeah, about no, 200 players, man. I, I love that type of player. That's my, my favorite. So just so about it. This is a great list. I, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed putting this one together. Could have gone faster. And we all had different lists completely. Like really yeah. have a lot of yeah. that. That was Big pretty time. good. Very rare. I mean, there was, there was only a, what, one or two players that were overlapped. Sackick. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were picking players. Sackick, Federov. In room, yeah. Surprised nobody else had James Patrick. Shock. <laughs> Two Rangers on your list, though, Steve, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, you, they're the team I watch the second most. Yeah. Just yeah. Because of geography. That's exactly right. I got gotcha. you. I, I was thinking, I was thinking Claude Lemieux for a bit because I fucking love watching him yeah. play. <laughs> so did Chris Draper. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, he, didn't, he didn't really watch him because he was behind him so much what do you want to do next week uh i want to do uh trivia with bill right now <laughs> well no but what, what what kind of top five do we want to do next week? why don't we just go into trivia with bill and then we can think about show prep when we're not doing the show we never do that we, we i, I text you guys tiktoks did you see the fucking tiktok of the fucking indian guy trying to pronounce the hockey names and now <laughs> it's time fucking hilarious for trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong Bill. Which number one overall draft pick refused to play for the Quebec Nordiques? Joe Sackick. Peter Forsberg. No, we, no we, I'm great. Established that, he did James he, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Ray no. Bork. Adam Graves. No. <laughs> no. Steve Why? Larmer. No. Um, Stevie Eisman? Stevie Heiserberg. No. Joe Sackickstein? Eric Bienemy. <laughs> um, well, as it Brent turns Brent. out, Eric Bienemy surely didn't play for the Quebec Nordiques. You, you do have that right. But, uh, Brett Lindros. No, he, he Wait, what? Wayne Primo. Brett Lindros. Uh, uh, you're close. You got the right family. Uh, no, not Brett Hedekin. Brett Hall. No, one of the, the Sutters. When you got Brent the right Brent, hey, Brent Sutter. Brett Sittler. It was Brent. B-R-E-N-T. Brent. Brent. It, that doesn't even matter because it's the last name that would be the same if they're in the oh, same family, not weird. the first name. Where are you from? Wait, which one? Did this guy he play for one of the, the, the original seven? <clears throat> uh, he ended up playing for one of the original six hmm. later in his career. Uh, Anaheim? It's original six, by the way. 
Theo Flurry. No. no. I'll mention. Theo Epstein. Ooh. Oh. Uh, no. no, he was not a kid toucher that we know of. Wouldn't surprise me though. Let's face it. Yeah, really would. Have we have we mentioned anybody on the multiple choice list? Uh, no. If you want to hear the multiple choice shocking. list, shocking. Really, That's shocking. How are we not? Like, wow. Adam Foot. Negative. Adam Fox. Nope. Jocelyn Thebo. No. Jocelyn Lemieux. No. Claude Lemieux. No. Claude Vilgreen. At number one pick, Claude Vilgreen. Come on. No, another Vilgreen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Peter Vilgreen. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Worrell. Negative. Nope. Ah. Todd Worrell. Nope. Hmm. All right. So let's go with the, the multiple choice. Okay. A. Eric Lindros. B. Curtis Lecision. C. Owen Nolan. Oh. D. Matt Sundin. <laughs> oh, NHL face-off Matt Sundin. Love that video game. That's great. I'm going Owen Nolan. And Go you Matt are Sundin. incorrect. <clears throat> oh. Was it Scott Lachance? What'd you say? Who was the second guy? Curtis, Curtis decision. decision. No. Curtis, no it's decision. Not. I don't want to go with that. That sounds right. That sounds right. Was it Scott Lachance? No. Uh, no, he was not on the multiple choice. So it's either Eric Lindros or Matt Sundin. Tom said. Tom I said, said Matt Sundin. Oh, it's not Matt Sundin. Oh, oh damn it. I guess right, you guys lost flyers. trivia. It's Eric it's, Lindros. It's Eric Lindros. Eric Lindros. Fuck there you the go. Fuck, Fuck the Flyers. Fuck it was not on anybody's sports. List. Fuck the Spectrum. <laughs> no. Fuck <laughs> Wells. Eric first on their Fuck First players. Union. <laughs> I think even a yeah, Flyers fan there. wouldn't put a wouldn't put Eric Lindros on their on their top five. All right, listen up, boys. Listen up. We're 14 for 26. We're going into this power play uh, after not scoring for a couple of weeks here. Got to step it up. Stepping it up, sir. Thanks, coach. Before Nick gets on, I want to cheat. You're looking at birthdays? Yes. Birthdays of Rangers, Devils, Penguins, Islanders. And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Rattles podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. The rules are simple. The group has two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player, person associated with one of the four Friends of Rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. The group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. Is this player part of the New Jersey? Was this player associated with the New Jersey Devils? Yes. Was this person associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yes. Was this 
player associated with the New York Rangers? Yes. Is it Yarmir Yager? No. Hmm. This person First associated with the New York Islanders? Yes. Wow. Oh, Damn. Wow. Is this player a forward? No. Okay. Player defenseman? Yes. Did this player play in the 90s? Yes. Darius Kasperitis. No. He was never a devil, no. Yeah, I can't remember who would play um, for all of them. Vladimir Malikov. No. Good guess. Did this player also play in the 80s? No. Did this player also play in the 2000s? Yes. Oof. <clears throat> Did this player win a Stanley Cup with the New Jersey Devils? No. Sergei Zubov? Nope. No, he wasn't never an Islander. Uh... You guys never had Lyle Lodelon. You never had Sean Chambers. No. Rich Pilon. No. Sylvain Lefebvre. Nope. Matthew Schneider. No. All right. Let's guess. Bill Housley. Hey. Brian Borg. <laughs> so this one is a difficult one. This player no did play all four teams was not a well-known player and only played a handful of games for some of our teams, is Joel Bouchard. <laughs> Who played, it was this, only the second guy that I can find that played for all four of our teams at one point or the other. He, the cheat here is he played for the Devils only one game in 2001-2002. He played for the Rangers for 27 games in 2002-2003. Seven games. He got traded to the, the Penguins that year. Played seven games to the Penguins. Came back to the Rangers for 28 games in 2003-2004. And then ended up on the Islanders in 2005-2006 and played 25 games there. So had a little, little bit of a jump around. He only had about, uh, I don't know how many games in the NHL because it shows everything he played professionally. Yeah, but, but, um, you cheated. His birthday's in January. We were never going to get that. <laughs> Wait, look up birthdays while I'm doing this? His birthday's <laughs> in January? Yeah. Uh, so Why did you pick Joel Bouchard? Because he is the only other guy I found other than Aaron Ashton to be have played on all four of our teams at some point in his career. And he's a lesser-known guy, obviously. I, uh, I barely remember him, but I had to stump you guys, too, because you guys have been fucking me up lately, so. I, I, I barely just remember. told you we've been missing and missing. 
I barely remember Joel Bouchard. Man, good I, one, Nick. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Wow. I'm sure Steve never even heard of him. No, no, definitely. I mean, it certainly sounds like a hockey player name. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. true. All right, this is going to bring us to uh, let's move on to the uh, state and Steve stomach. Oh, that feels better. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord 2015. Uh, please go to February 13, 2015. Oh, the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah, but that's not the the date. It's just the day of the. Uh, of the post or the uh, oh, okay. article, it actually oh, happened. Somebody, February. It actually happened. That had to mean somebody 9th. was having sex. February thirteenth, two thousand and fifteen was a Friday. Ooh, breakfast. It was, was Friday a- the thirteenth. Oh yes, twenty Ooh. ounce Coke Zero, sugar with an apple. That's wait. That's your breakfast: an apple and soda. Yeah. Okay, I was just making sure I heard you right. Lunch was a Chipotle steak bowl. Mm. With a half Coke Zero, half regular Coke, because it was from the fountain. So Living on the edge. A little wow. half and halfage. Hmm. Uh, dinner was a ham and cheese sub from Tasty with a can of Coca-Cola Zero and uh, chips on the side. Why did you pick Friday, February 13th in the year 2015? It's not a very long story. This one, might, this one might put me over the edge a little <laughs> Sorry. No, not uh, a chance. <laughs> uh, this was the day uh, that a man was charged with having sex with a dead body in the funeral home in Georgia. So a homeless man broke into a funeral home and had sex with a woman's body, police said Friday. Dominique Smith, 26, was arrested February 9th when he, when he was found with a bike stolen from the Hill Watson People's Funeral Service and further investigation revealed that a body had been disturbed during the burglary, police said. The results of our investigation and forensic examination gave us probable cause to believe that this this individual had indeed sexually assaulted a dead body. Um, Captain Gordon Griswold uh, told the Ledger Inquirer of Columbus that Smith was found in a vacant home with other stolen property, including TVs and guns. Smith pleaded guilty to burglary, um, entering an unoccupied dwelling. Does that mean the funeral home or the dead body? Uh, Possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and uh, uh, and theft by receiving stolen property, according to a newspaper. He is currently in jail. It is unclear if Smith has an attorney. He is expected to appear in court on necrophilia charges on Monday. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. And this is where you draw the line, not the animals. This is where you draw the line. And this, this was, I mean, you're, you're banging dead bodies. That's uh... so here's what I take from the story. That's a little rough. Here's what I'm taking from the story. Never has there been a more appropriate backwoods police officer name than Gordon Griswold. (laughs) Brilliant. Clark's cousin. Yeah. I thought Eddie was Clark's cousin. 
to his other cousin. But yeah, dead bodies, no. I, I, I mean, it's not my thing, for sure. But the, the raccoon was? <laughs> well, again, I mean, they were they were drunk. They had no chicks around. They were Russian. What? what I mean, what and are they the, expecting? And there was do? vodka. And there I mean, was plenty on. of vodka. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. That's going to do it this week. Yeah, so that's what happened. February 13th, 2015. Th- thanks, for, thanks for listening. Follow us on all our socials. Listen, <laughs> I, I get that fucking everybody has been waiting for Patrick Waugh to be done with the fucking Memorial Cup so he can get interviewed oh. to be an, a general, uh, an NHL head coach somewhere. But there's only two more positions open, and the Rangers said he ain't getting the position. Um, that leaves Calgary. Does Wa go to Calgary? I don't know. He could. Then you're just taking a job to take a job to get in the league. Wouldn't you? I, right. I no. I if I'm why he doesn't need the money. Why not be a little bit more picky? You can afford to be a little bit more picky. Yeah, but to get back in the edge. Well, look. The, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but also you want to get back into the NHL and coach. No, regardless, you got to you got to find the right spot too. <clears throat> yeah, but they. Have, it's not like they have shitty players in Calgary. Yeah. They have great fundamentals. They well, they used, <laughs> they used to. to. They used to. They used to. Not anymore. Not since Johnny Hockey left. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Chris Jury, just name a fucking coach. I, I tell I, you what, point, man. I'm seeing. I don't give a fuck who it is. If it's Lavillette, more fine. and more people shouting that it shouldn't be Lavillette. It shouldn't be Hines. That it should be Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people online. I agree, but because of his relationship with Heinz and fucking college or whatever, it's going to be fucking him. <sighs> at, at this point, I don't care. Just fucking name somebody so we can get it over with already. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of speculation. There, I said it. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Don't forget to uh, follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read them on the air if you want us to. Uh, while you're there, turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode. Billy. Say something, Woody. Where in Georgia can I find one of them homeless people? Because my body ain't been disturbed in weeks. It's a no. It's a no. Okay. Here is my handle, here is my spout. When I get all steamed up, then I shout. Tip me over and pour me out.